Connect. Searching. Now connected to You Got a Story podcast. <coughs> yeah. It's your guy, O to the motherfucking T. What it doobie doobie do. It's You Got a Story, and we're back again, once again, bringing you another episode. And we're back. What's up, guys? Well, see, look, my my special guest is so excited. He can't even wait. He ready to get in it. And this is a guest y'all know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, This is. Oh, my bad, bro. I I, I was just about to say, I'm happy that you even brought me on, bro. Because it's like, it's crazy to see where the fuck you started from with this podcast, bro. And to see his growth. I just got to give a moment up for you. That's some awesome, some real shit, man. This shit is beautiful, bro. My guy, man. I appreciate you, man. But so the audience knows who my guy is. <laughs> right you <on>. guys, <laughs> let me, please help me introduce the one, the very appreciated, the one and the only, Ronnie, the homie. Hey, man, I appreciate you, my brother. Like, I appreciate you. Like, not like dead ass out of everything, bro. Like, real shit, watching the growth of this podcast, like, seeing... But where you came from, the idea to where you at right now, bro, this shit's beautiful, bro. Especially seeing, like, the growth that you have with your boy Tevin. Seeing, like, his consistency coming back on it. And honestly, you put me on to him, bro. So, it's like, I've been watching his growth and seeing, like, what he been doing, the little projects. Like, so, yeah, man. Like, it's dope. it's dope to see you, bro. It's dope to see you, man. Nah, man, it's dope to be seeing him. Prince, shout out to Prince. But, nah, man, with, with I can't, I can't even, like, not bring up that I'm only as far as I've gotten to to this point with help and you are a founding piece of that help like you were the first like you from the zero to 20 episodes of, of the first you got a story episodes like uh, uh produced edited by you and you 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 don't even know how much how grateful I am of you for that you know, anyway, man, like, uh, cause like you said, I was starting off, uh, you know, trying to get this started. I got so frustrated with, with not being able to record this first episode that I just skipped the first episode and just called it episode two. Cause I feel like the bad luck would not let me get the first one out, <laughs> but you feel me, but you stuck with me, man, you know, help me figure out how to even do this process and, you know, some tips some pointers, some, you know, you always, always, uh, pick up the phone and, and ready to throw down some advice and some, uh, insights and what whatever I need help on, man. And that's always appreciated, man. It's love, bro. And I'm so ecstatic to have you on this podcast. You know, cause the, the person who's listened to the episodes now get to talk on the episodes. And, and, <laughs> and so that's, you feel me? That's the, that's, that's, that's dope, man. Like, and I'm, I'm just happy that, that we even get to have this experience, man. So I just want to start that off. Bro, right, it's crazy, me? man. Cause I think about like a couple of the first episodes of yours that I was like editing, right? It literally just take me back to the Greyhound, back to the fucking Megabus, bro. Because like, <laughs> Every single original episode, like, I'm talking about, like, your first 10 episodes, like, you just caught me. I mean, obviously, I don't even want to say caught me at a time when I was moving back and forth, but it was just one of those, like, I just happened to be going back and forth from L.A. to San Ho, L.A. to San Ho. But that's why when I listen, like, when I listen to your podcast, it just remind me of, like, damn, being in seat 27 downstairs and that <laughs> shit, pausing at certain spots. And, like, I would listen, like, bro, like, that's why yours and OJ's fucking, uh, 
like y'all podcast, bro. Like it just get me to the point where I'm like, damn, man. Like I remember hearing this at fucking Avalon stop. You know what I mean? I remember hearing yeah. this at the fucking Fresno stop. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking about certain aspects of certain podcasts. So of course. It's dope to see it, bro, and especially, like, honestly, like, I'm not going to lie. The shit that tripped me out on y'all last podcast, bro, with uh, Jamar and Steez, bro, when Jamar started talking, right? Right. For some reason, like, I don't know why. Like, maybe it's just the fact that I ain't seen, bro, in, in, in a cool minute. I just was expecting him to just, like, be just deep as a motherfucker on, like, you know what I mean? I don't know why, because, I, like, I just remember Jamar just being deep in his <laughs> voice, because I remember when he, like, when we was younger, you know what I mean? Motherfucker right. was just turned up, ready to go type shit. You know what I mean? But it was cool, man. And I like, I loved hearing like the homies like talk about old shit, like growing up, fucking. And the biggest shit that was actually like that I was laughing at, right, was when Jamar was talking about. Uh, he's like, man, I fucked with high school. Like, I don't know why people wasn't fucking with it. This, that, and the third. But I wouldn't go back. But all I'm saying was <laughs> I didn't have a bad time. And I'm like, bro, I feel you on that, bro. It's like. A do-over is one thing, but saying that you had a bad time or saying that shit was just whack, that's a whole different situation. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. But it's cool to see you have, you know what I mean, all that, like, people that we came up with, your family, like, bro, seeing you talk about, like, stories about your grandmother with your brother, bro. Like, those were some of my favorite podcast episodes to edit, bro, just because it was like, I got to know you on a deeper level. And honestly, that's something that people will never understand is... When you, um, and I'm not talking about just me and you, I'm talking about just being an audio editor for podcasts like yours or somebody's an editor for a podcast like mine, this and that, you know what I mean? They get to know the person on such a deep level because it's you're hearing them repeat themselves over and over again, you know what I mean? To the point where it's just like you hearing them talk so much about a story because you're trying to make sure that, that their vocal is crisp as fuck. But now you hearing this story, like, for example, like you like you and your brother talking about like memories with your grandmother, with your grandfather, like, you know what I mean? About you having roots in the South and then having to, right. you know what I mean? You're the next generation in the sense of like, you're literally, when we talk about six degrees of separation, bro, you like a degree away from slavery. And I, <laughs> I, and I literally learned that through your podcast, bro, and learning how like you are and your family is and all that. And like, obviously little shit. And it's crazy, bro. Like even after you told me, I never would have thought, or I never even like looked at like, damn, this bro is related to, you know who, you know what I mean? And, and it's one of those, like, I never looked at it like that. And it's even to this day, I sit back and I'm like, bro, that's still OT. And somebody else, like, you know what I mean? Especially people like people that know around me right now, they'd be like, Mm -hmm. yo, that's your homie that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Damn, you right, huh? Like, damn, I hella forgot about that. And the shit only popped up recently with, you know what I mean, relationship with certain somebody, this and that. I ain't trying mm-hmm. to blow up your whole spot with that, bro. But it's just little shit <laughs> like that, man. When you think about six degrees of separation, seeing how somebody moves and seeing how you move with certain connections that you have. And then especially hearing your story going from fucking you being out in New York, from being out in Cali, but then also having roots down in the South. Like, you know what I mean? Your story's still growing, bro. And it's dope Facts. to see that, man. Facts, man. Now, nah, man, I appreciate you, man. And um, you know, it's 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 definitely a journey. It's definitely a journey. And I'm glad I'm glad you've been enjoying, you know, been checking them out, bro. The episodes, it's all love. Uh but we're here to talk about you, my guy. We're here to talk about Ronnie the homie. 
Enough hey, about I me. I appreciate that, man. It's funny, bro. People ain't gonna get why you keep calling me that. We gonna let them. We gonna let them figure it out. Hopefully they do. If they don't, it is what it is. But yeah, right. I thought Mullen. that. I, I, I thought that's the name you wanted because you hit, in the text you said you wanted to be called. I was like, I said that could be a dope name. You feel me? Oh no, nah, man. Look, as as far as as far as the general population concerned, it's your boy Ronnie Legault. Ronnie. Produced by Ronnie, everything, you know what I mean, your boy Ronnie. The only, thing, the only thing I'm talking to you about is you know exactly what you was trying to bring me on this podcast as. And I was like, you know what? We're going to put that aside. I'm just Ronnie the homie, bro. <laughs> I ain't over here mowing shit, bro. I'm just over here copy, being, on, copy. being on my family podcast, bro. Copy. Well, the family enjoys to have you, man. And, and um, yeah, man, it's, it's good. It's good to see you, you know, especially after this pandemic and... And because I know you're in the restaurant industry, um, or you were right when it was up. When it's up, Man. in fact, you were at. Can we can we say your, your where you was working at? Oh yeah, bro. So honestly, it, it's wild. So right when the pandemic happened, right. So I had been at uh, San Jose uh, Improv, which is the comedy Word. club. And to shout out to San Jose Improv, bro, because I ain't gonna lie. That's to this day, out of every place I ever worked at, bro. That's the only place that i got love for like that you know what i mean shout out to mm. joe shout out to david shout out to all my peoples that i was working there with i'm talking about before the reopening after the reopening i know it's two different staffs this that and third but it is what it is i got love for both of y'all you know what i mean but even outside of that bro the biggest reason why like i got so much love for san jose improv bro is just because of the fucking comedians i was able to meet just the different talents I was able to meet. Like, I'm talking about mm. from D-Ray to fucking um, Aries Spears. Bro, dead ass, bro. I got Aries Spears into a club down the street from fucking San Jose Improv because the <laughs> because security at the gate didn't know who the fuck Aries was. But he gets in the fucking club, and then the dude performing on the stage is like, yo, we got to give a shout out to Aries. This motherfucker dipped the fuck away from me quick as fuck. I'm like, yeah, Aries, <laughs> I got you, bro. Do you remember me, man? <laughs> He forgot who the fuck I was, bro. But you know Big what the wild, hey, you know what the wild thing is, is when Aries was there, right? It was wild because uh, so I was serving the tables up in the front, but this was okay. at a time your boy was at his chunkiest, this, that, and the third, and it was at my early <laughs> stages of growing my hair out. You know what I mean? So like my shit is just like it, it's like straight but fucking straight, but in the sense like it stick the fuck out. So for a cool minute, I just looked like the Indian version of Elvis. I didn't put nothing in my hair, but my hair just was just up. You know what I mean? Like right. this is before I was able to tie this bitch back. So this motherfucker Aries is just clowning on me every single time I go to any of my tables because I literally had the front fucking section. So mm. then the next day I come into work and my manager's like, yo, Aries wants you up in the front again. I'm like... Bro, I don't care. I'm down for it because I got cashed out the night before. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the same shit happens the next night. This, that, and the third, right? Fast forward, right before we're about to close down, it was a month before Aries was supposed to come back. My manager come up to me. He's like, hey, can you work this weekend? I'm like, yeah, bro, you know I got you. Why? He's like, well, Aries is coming back, and he wants you up in the front. So you're not going to be bartending <laughs> that weekend. You're going to be serving. I'm like, bro, to be honest, I'm not mad because the more he clowns on me, the more paper the more I get, you know what I mean? Because people love seeing that, you feel me? Yeah, I never thought about it like that. That could be a cool little hustle between the two, like the two, the servers and the talent. You feel me? If they work the right communication wise, man, fuck that hustle, bro. I see, that motherfucker comes to San Jose once a year. What the fuck you expecting <laughs> me to keep, bro? We gonna get into get into it later in this podcast or now, whatever the case may be, man. Shit, motherfucker ain't trying to it work. Never works, man. I ain't trying to sit here working fucking. 
day day and night for you know what I mean somebody else's hustle. So it's That's like true. as as much as I love fucking Big Al's and I I mean um, Improv Big Al's was another place I worked at. Another one. Shout out to Big Al's. Shout out to everybody I worked at Big Al's. You know what I mean? Like nah, them, some real motherfuckers, bro. But uh, as far as Improv, bro, that is the only job that I would go back to and work a nine to five. Because I'm really? telling, bro, because to keep it a buck, man, I stopped working a nine to five about two months ago, and I'll probably never go back. Mm, it's bold. To do it's it in the middle of a pandemic. Middle of a pandemic, but you also got to think about what's going on and how are you moving through this pandemic. Because when you think about, like, perfect example, man, like, not even to get in your business, but would you say that the place that you live in right now, you're paying at least 1400 a month? Nah, nah, I found something lighter, uh, but the drawback is I have five roommates, right? So me included. So okay, it's it's less than a thousand, but the draw, yeah, it's five uh, okay. people. Okay, so let's just say a thousand then. You know what I mean? And we gonna we gonna say a thousand, including you know what I mean, um, electricity, water bill, internet, everything that comes with living. Let's okay. just let's just round it up to a thousand, right? Okay. Right now, especially when you were brought up being in the middle of a pandemic, bro, you have to think about what's going on in this pandemic and also the opportunity that's available in this pandemic. Bruh, I've been trying right. to put people on onto this crypto shit, and I'm not even trying to just get in on some like, hey, yo, you can make some fucking $100,000 on this crypto. I ain't, ain't even about that. I'm talking about just where life is going right now and the direction the human race is moving towards. We're about to see a change the same way that we saw a change back in 2000 when the internet first broke. And then now when you think about the stages the internet took, around 99 to 2000, that's around the time Napster came around, the early stages of the internet. 2003, 2004 was when fucking MySpace came around. 2004, 2005, Facebook. Then 2008 was around, uh, 2006 was around Twitter. Then 2010 was Instagram. So you see the growth of this uh, this internet culture and the uh, you know what I mean social media culture since the birth of the internet people haven't been talking about the the birth and the movement of money the monetary aspect of the internet and that's where crypto comes in bro and like I'm not even trying to turn this into a crypto podcast bro it's just more of a sense of like I'm really just want people that's in my corner in my circle and people that I actually give a fuck about to understand what's going on bro because if if you can sit here and I could tell you that you like, I got a way for you to never have to go to work again, but you making three to four thousand dollars a month off of crypto. It changes the way you look at this entire system. You know what I mean? And it ain't even about just holding the crypto and waiting until this fucking money rises. First, you got to understand what the fuck this entire space is about. I'm not sitting here telling people to put money into fucking random little outlets. You know what I mean? But it's mm. different when you sit here and understand the technology, understand what exactly is these different currencies is trying to accomplish. The biggest proponent I am of is fucking Cardano, bro. Cardano was a project that's about to bring banking to Africa, to India, and other third world countries over the next five to ten years. I tried okay. to get I tried to get people onto Cardano last summer. Last summer, each Cardano token was sitting at about eight cents. Right now, to this date, each Cardano token sitting at a dollar twenty cents. Mm. That's a growth from about less than a billion dollars in market cap to about forty billion dollars in market cap. You know what I mean? It's just okay. understanding that growth and understanding that it hasn't even gotten to where it's about to get to. Just early stages, bro. It's just like 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. I think I just brought that up because subconsciously I just wanted to talk about it, just because. <laughs> yeah, you 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 pushed that the topic inside, inserted uh, it in it. Yeah, I got bro. You. It's because it's it's I've I've had so many conversations with people to the point where they don't understand it, so they think it's wrong. Well, you see, with me, my thoughts are especially with crypto is like I in my mind things pop in my head like oh, it's a limited amount of crypto. So, and if that's, and if so, like once that gets bought out, then it's really going to get ill. And then that's when it's like a thing. But before we even take a second forward, I just wanted to, uh, just to point out that you're in San Jose and I'm in LA and we're doing this virtually. Um, so yeah, man, I just want to put that out there. So people understand, um, just understand, like we just, yo, if there is a will, you can get to, you got a story. Okay. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, there's definitely a way, my guy, and you've proved it. <laughs> but nah, back to the crypto thing. Yeah, that's my thing. I don't like. I know it. I know it's not unlimited, and like, and I know that you know we talked off mic for a little bit about about it being in Africa and these third world countries, and it makes sense, right? Like, it's the only currency I think that has a chance at a uniform currency, like what what the EU tried to do with their uh, I don't know euros. Yeah, what they try to do with euros. Um, it's more plausible with current with a cryptocurrency because it's the internet. And so it, it doesn't have like a symbol connected to it. It's free. Yeah. So, but that I, I would, I, I wouldn't be honest if I said that, you know, that I don't know what happens when you, when the cryptocurrency runs out. So I'll put it this way, bro. It's the only way a crypto would shut down is if the internet shut down. And if the, and what I tell people is like, I, right, well, if the internet shut downs, we got bigger problems than you just losing money on crypto. Facts. And the best way that I could describe to somebody, why would you hold money in crypto? Put it this way, bro. I'm 25, about to turn 26. You what, 27, about to turn 28? One more. Up. Regardless, we ain't going to fucking say that. <laughs> but I say that to say, bro, it's at this age and time in our life, I would just assume most people our age have at least $1,000 sitting in their bank account. You know I would just assume that you got at least a rack sitting for a rainy day. I know it's hard, bro, and I'm not sitting here saying that I expect everybody to do it because I'm not going to lie. A couple months ago, I wasn't that dude that had that. But once you have that, you start to realize how many other people have that. It has to do with that mindset. You only at the level of the people that you're around or you only at the mm. level of the people that you fucking associate yourself with or you choose to fucking, you know what I mean? So it's That's like... Real. I took the entire aspect of people over here comparing themselves to people on Instagram. Well, I took it. A, I took it a step further. If I'm going to even spend an ounce of energy comparing my life to theirs, well, let me actually put some weight behind it. You know what I mean? Why are they able to live the life that they live in, and what brought them to that point? How are they able to sustain it? It ain't even about just fucking having three, four, five chains or fucking being able to throw this party or fucking do this or fucking. You know what I mean? go and have time on this fucking yacht for a fucking weekend. It's about, can you do that again without it actually affecting your pockets? So then now it's about finding different avenues that's able to give you, give you an outlet that's able to do something like that. So right now, like I tell people like, cause people are always just like, especially when I talk about this crypto shit, they're like, yo man, well, how are you going to be able to get, how can I get to the next level? You know what I mean? I haven't been researching for three, four, five, six, seven you know what I mean? Or even three, four years outside of months. You know what I mean? How can mm. I be able to get in on this shit? 
at the end of the day, if you think about the money that you hold in your bank account versus holding it as a crypto asset, the crypto asset grows. People will sit there and be like, well, you know, Bitcoin goes up and down. Well, shit, this fucking project, Bitcoin just literally went up 150% over the past two months. You would be a fucking retard if you didn't realize this shit's going to correct in fucking 50%. But people are so used to stocks, they're not able to fucking balance out a 50% decline as a normal thing. But once you eventually get to the, uh, eventually get into the space and understand that a 50% drop in two days after you had a 250% uptrend for the past two weeks, understand this is normal. Like, I, I literally saw, like, like when you think of a project like Binance, right? Not even to cut you off, bro. I, I, I say this to, like, give an example to people, bro. So Binance just created their entire smart chain, which allows projects to be built underneath them. And I say that to say you got this, you, you, there's this whole space called DeFi, which is called decentralized finance. DeFi runs on Ethereum right now, but the only problem with Ethereum is every time you make a move on Ethereum or a transaction on Ethereum, say you want to convert this token to this token, say you want to buy this to this, it costs about 50 to $60 per transaction. So people that, so people are only able to interact with the Ethereum platform if you got thousands to ten thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? It's not for the everyday person trying to flip 200 to 2000. You know what I mean? Mm. Now you got Binance who brings in the same exact platform which allows you to run DeFi. And we can get into DeFi later. I, when I say DeFi, it's decentralized finance. It's you placing your money in certain protocols and you getting a certain percentage output for holding it in that. So say you hold $200 in this project. You're getting a $20 per day return on holding that 200 So in about 10 days, you'd get that original investment back. Does it cap off? What like, you mean? Can you, like if you want to hold it for a long time to make it the, grow the, a little bit? The, the cap all depends on the market cap of the actual project. Mm. You know what I mean? So put it this way. Say you put $500 into a project that's worth $5 at the time. And you put it as, okay. a, as a staking thing where you're earning 20%. Say that project, that token goes from $5 to $4, you lose money on that initial $500 you put in. But say right. that $5 goes to $6, that initial $500 that you put in is probably now worth six to $700. Plus, you're getting 20% back in that token on the $500 that you put in. This reminded me of um, a game that I play. I don't want to plug them, but I, I guess I have no choice. Um, <laughs> this is it's this game called Apex, and what you're describing is kind of how they hey, have this. Hey, hey, so let me ask you this: You talking about Apex Legends? Yeah. All right. So, is is NFTs a big thing in in Apex? Uh, non fungible token. So it's things that you get within the game that doesn't have an actual value, but you can sell it for a certain price, whatever price you choose to sell it for. Oh, I didn't know about that. No, I'm 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 asking you. Does oh no, nah, it's like those tokens you buy for like ten dollars. It's, like it's like two KVC, right? Yeah. So those is considered non fungible tokens, and that's a space right now, bro. That's fucking getting huge. I'm talking to the point where it's just like. You say got, it one more time. What's it called? NFTs. NFTs, and no. that's like stuff from like uh. It's called like not all the non fungible tokens. So a fungible, like, a fungible token ahead. is something that you could go. So put it this way, twenty five, uh, like a quarter, right? That's a non, yeah. that, that's a fungible token because you can go to the bank and say, "Hey, I have this quarter. 
I want to get 25 pennies for it. I want 25 cents for this quarter. That's a fungible token. A non-fungible okay. token would be like this LeBron. Say I had a LeBron James rookie card. That's a non-fungible token. I can't go to a bank and say, I want 30K for this LeBron card. But I can put this LeBron, LeBron card on eBay, on Amazon, on different platforms, and now it becomes a non-fungible token, meaning it has a value, and that value is whatever somebody else is willing to pay for that item. Isn't that different from Apex? Because you can't resell what you buy there. Can you? I, to keep it a buck with you, I don't know Apex, bro. I don't. I don't really play video <laughs> games like that. But when you said Listen Apex, out. I know that they have NFTs in video games right now. Yeah, like Fortnite and stuff like that. Exactly. But I didn't know you could resell them though. I never thought you could resell what you buy. May, maybe not what you buy in those games, but NFTs as a whole. Like right now, perfect example, bro. They got this thing called NBA Top Shot, and NBA Top Shot is pretty much. They call it moments, but you... So, do you remember getting basketball cards when you was a kid? Or football cards when you was a kid? No, nah, I was a Beyblade, a Beyblade kid. Regardless, do you remember getting <laughs> one basketball card at all in your life? I had the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So, you never had one basketball or sports card. Any sports card of running back, a quarterback, a tennis player, a, anything. God damn, OT. God, like, you know what? <laughs> It's the one time my goddamn explanation don't... All right. Well, look. Say you had a regular childhood, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> God damn, bro. I'm over here thinking I'm foreign and shit. Like, man, you know, I got a couple cards and this and that. This motherfucker's like, man, I ain't... I'm a Beyblade. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. I was, I an, I was a nerd. I was an anime nerd. People were sports nah, nerds. You, and... Nah, you don't get to fucking use that excuse. What the fuck? <laughs> You're going to try to just fucking rat out your whole childhood that you was a Yu-Gi-Oh! nerd? The other Yu-Gi-Oh! kids is looking at you like, bro, I got a Baron Davis card at least. <laughs> I know that I, I I didn't know that he was on the Warriors, but I know he was on the Hornets. Like, shit. My brothers, you're right. My brothers had them, so I was like, if anything, i just take their cards. Like, hey, so, put it this way, man. So my point of bringing that whole shit up, right, is do you remember, like, the freeze frames on these cards? It was just, like, a moment in... Yeah. It may, it may be a LeBron... It's a highlight. Exactly. So these virtual versions of these cards, these moments on NBA Top Shot, it's you get to see the whole play. So it's not just you see the jump shot and this is the card that you get. You get to see the whole play develop on the blockchain. Oh, so they made the cards like reels. Exactly. Bro, when I tell you in order to get a – so you can only get these moments one of two ways. You get them as a, within a pack and packs drop like, you know what I mean, maybe twice a month. Once a month, it's, it's super rare. You just gotta mm. fucking just be on the fucking email list. This and that. This, that, and the third. It is what it is. It's really not that hard to get a fucking pack. Just fucking follow the shit, <laughs> hop in line, and you either get it or you don't. Then try again next year because when I tell you, you pay nine dollars for a basic pack, you get three moments or three cards. I, when I say moments, I'm talking cards. Okay. Each moment sells for at bare minimum minimum twenty five dollars. So you're telling me a nine dollar on the marketplace for NBA Top Shot, bro? They have a so NBA created a marketplace on their on their game. So it's NBA Top Shot is the name of this outlet. The NBA, uh, the National okay. Basketball Association, has sponsored this, and hmm. they actually work hand in hand with this. Mark Cuban has been a big proponent of this of. NBA Top Shot and these NFTs and moments being the future of NBA collectibles. This just started in May of 2020. So they're still in beta right now. 
The reason why I'm even bringing this up, bro, is just it's money to be made, man. I'm telling you, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's that's interesting. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying. I just, I just, I'd be. Uh, I would not be a genuine person on this podcast if I didn't just get A and B off my chest. Just to let y'all listeners know, bruh, There's a whole way of making money they don't want you to know about, like real shit. Yeah. Nah, we we definitely appreciate we definitely appreciate the knowledge. Um, you know, just don't forget that the risk. I'm not talking talking to you. I'm just saying. Oh, in general, don't forget the risk of it is you know. It's hey, still there. at the end of the day, I'm not a motherfucking <laughs> financial advisor, as every other YouTube page gonna tell you. But I would tell you this, bro. You'd be stupid if you ain't gotta put your money in to learn some. It don't. It, you, you don't gotta put a thousand dollars to go research some. Take what I'm saying and just fucking go look at it, bro. Peep Telegram chats. Peep fucking, you know what I mean? Different medium groups. Peep the mm-hmm. actual contracts of these fucking tokens, bro. Like, it's one of those, like, it took me so long to convince family to fucking know that this shit ain't bullshit. And it's crazy how it's like, yeah, I'll be laughing about like, yeah, man, this ain't bullshit, this and that. But as you laughing, there's more people taking this and moving forward. So it's mm-hmm. like, while you here on... For example, January 15th, like, ha, man, that shit crazy, man. Hopefully that shit go. Somebody over here on February 15th took the, the past 30 days, tripled their money, and got their family set up for life for the end of this year. You know mm. what I mean? I just be telling people, like, bro, the biggest thing you can take away from this year, this crypto cycle happens once every four years. Take what you can get from this, invest it in the stocks, get your money up, Invested in the fucking to be honest with you, if you can make some money in this crypto run, invest in the real estate, get your money back up over the next four years, stack up some savings and put it back into crypto because it's a cycle every four years, bro. And I learned that mm. lesson. I, I learned that lesson four years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, okay, so every every new president go and look at crypto. Okay. Fuck the fuck the president, bro. Honestly. I don't th- I, I like that's another thing that you brought up. Maybe there's some outlandish shit, bro. I don't think I don't think America's gonna be what it is right now by the time I'm in my forties, bro. I think there's there's gonna be some war that happens in this country just off the strength of fucking such disagreements and tensions going on between certain races. Fuck it, I'm I'm over here tiptoeing and shit going on between black folks and white folks and re- <laughs> realistically black folks and a lot of everybody else living in America that doesn't understand y'all struggle, bro. And like, it may like, yeah, hi, we laughing about it, but like real shit, bro. Like I'm just saying this coming from somebody that's not in your culture from the outside looking in and seeing nobody would ever, fuck. nobody would ever not to interrupt you, but nobody would ever hear that if they heard you like right now, they probably thought this entire time you were black, but I'm not bro. I'm Indian bro. But at the end of the day, it's like, I respect y'all culture so much, man, because it's like, y'all kind of made not kind of y'all made me who I am, bro. Because y'all were mm. honestly one of the only cultures that was accepting of me outside of even my own culture, bro. Because me and my dad talk about this a lot of times, bro. Because, And it's crazy because his impact or the impact of Indians out here on him versus me is so different. Because my dad had the whole experience of going through his adolescence, his childhood, his adulthood in India. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So Indians in America have no effect on his view on his own people. Okay. With, with me... I moved out here when I was like three, four, four-ish, you know what I mean? My only ideology of Indians is other Indians out here in this foreign land. 
And nine times right. out of ten, other Indians that I interacted with, bro, it's like our people were for some reason programmed to just not fuck with each other or always like try to just one up the other Indian, you know what I mean? Or try to one up the other it, it, to the sense where it's just like motherfuckers just weren't friends. Like, bro, like I remember going to fucking other families' houses and shit, and it was just like why the fuck do I feel tense over here? You told me we coming for dinner, bro. Like, what the fuck? Why I'm over here sitting here comparing what the fuck I just did for my eighth grade fucking sh- this shit. You know what I mean? Little uh, shit like that. Okay. Little shit like that, bro. It's like, that's the one thing I've noticed with, like, my people. But how I interact with my people is so different what, than what they've interacted or my past has interacted with me or given me that, you know what I mean? That um, that connection with, how can I put it, bro? Like I feel like I'm fucking tiptoeing around like a fucking true statement right now. <laughs> say, say what you feel, my guy. You already know this is open space for honesty. Nah, man, it ain't even like I'm purposely trying to tiptoe, bro. It's just I really like, bro. I really feel like my own people. We just don't have each other's back, bro. And it's always it's always been a competition. It's always been like a fucking a one up or two. Like, bro, two Indians could fucking be doing straight ass in life bro but one will try to convince you that he better than this other dude you know what i mean but both of them is eating from the same fucking pit like both of y'all from the slums but you trying to tell me that he better you better than him like why like it, it ain't even about like give me a reason why it's like why are we even talking about it that way because i see the problems that you go through and your people go through as far as unifying your own race you know what i mean and unity within mm-hmm. race is something that maybe it's something that I got taught later on in life, bro. But, like, that's some real shit, man. It's like I would love to see, like, my own people just fucking fucking with each other. Because I never got the experience of having my own people fuck with each other growing up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's, uh, like, even when I, while you were talking about it, I wanted to ask, you know, did, did you have any ideas or even how to mend your family's relationship first before, like, you know... Um, to start, you know, how to, how to, how to, I guess, uh, oh shit. Um, hold on guys. Uh, one second. I hung up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh my God. Let's see. Let's see. I'm calling him back now. Oh, it's not working. Cause he's calling me. My bad. But what was I, uh, yeah, so like, how like how to I guess mend and heal your family's comp- competitive nature and like because it sounds like you're you're almost describing like what black people call Sunday best, which is like what's that? So basically, you know, back in the day when you know people when churches were heavier in the black community, you know, Sunday was the day that you wore your best outfit to the church and you had like Monday through Saturday, you had like regular clothes that you wore. You got your school clothes and you had your at home clothes and you had your Sunday best outfit. And that grew to people being like basically showing out. Right. So they always want to put their, they always want to put their most fancy stuff out. And they also want to, um, they want to basically show that they're doing better, even though a lot of the times they weren't. So, you know, it, it felt like that. So that's why I was kind of asking you to, uh, to actually help me to with, 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 you know, with, with my people is about is how, how, how would you go about, I guess, squashing that in your family, family first, you know? Hey, so it, 
like when you bring up family, bro, it's like my family has always been close knit. As far as don't like the family that I like, that I know and that I'm close with is like my mom's side of the family. You know what I mean? Like that's who I'm like super tight with. That's the people that like you know what I mean. I had memories with as a kid. Like you know what I mean? Just all that. Like it's with my mom's side of the family. And I, I the reason why I say that because you talking about mending shit with your family, it's just so many different aspects within Indian culture, and then within different cultures within India. It's almost mm. to a sense of like the best way I describe it, bro. And I tell people when you think of India, think of Africa as a continent. Like you don't say that Algerians and Nigerians are the fucking same people. They got different cultures, different languages, different ways of coming up. So it's like with my mom, she's from Kerala. My dad, he's from Karnataka. He's from Mangalore. You know what I mean? But he grew up in Bombay. that three times fast. You feel me? Anyways, he, hey, he. You said that one more time for me. From which just. Oh, the state is Karnataka. That's where I was born at too. Whew. You know what I mean? So, but that's like the north. So my mom is from Kerala. She speaks Malayalam. She speaks, um, obviously, she speaks English. But then she's also <laughs> she's also Catholic Christian. Christians are a 13% of the entire population of Kerala. Christians in general are like a 3% of the entire Indian. Like, my people are like a fucking minority in our entire fucking, you know what I mean? That's a whole different mm-hmm. shit, though. But then now when I think about, like, when I, when I bring my pops up, it's his culture and where he comes from is so different than my mom's, but they literally probably like two hours away geographically. Damn. To the point where it was just like my grandma didn't fuck with my mom, my grandma didn't fuck with my mom's culture. Didn't want to get to know, my, you know what I mean? It was just mm. like my dad had to go through some shit to marry my mom, but they literally less than two hours away. I'm talking about from from birthplaces. Hmm. So it, it gives you a different perspective on like just how going back to what you were talking about. How can I give you some advice on? being able to connect with other black people or being able to fucking unify your own people, this, that, and the third. It's a trip to me, bro, because I understand disunity within my own family. I'm talking about between my mom. Like, I don't know my dad's side of the family, bro. Like, besides my grandma and grandpa, like, I don't know about the Manglorian culture. I don't speak Konkani. I don't, you know what I mean? There's, like, Mm -hmm. a whole aspect. I'm talking about, like, the whole aspect of shit that my dad grew up with that I don't know just because of, it ain't got to do with my dad. It ain't got to do with me. It's just because of the way the cards was dealt. You mm-hmm. feel me? So it's what. So then now when you come over to America and then I'm over here, there's a reason why I look at other, like I look at Punjabis the same way as me. I look at Hindus the same way as me. I look at Muslims the same way as me. If you're from India, you the same way as me, bro, because it's like back home, we already fighting a war against each other back home. Clearly, mm. our parents or our forefathers or your grandpa, th- whoever the fuck brought you out here, <laughs> was clearly right, trying to right. get away from that shit. That's why even Ooh. even when I, I see like that. even when I see Pakistanis, bro, like I got so much love for Pakistanis, Bangladesh, like motherfuckers from Bangla, all them motherfuckers, bro, Sri Lanka, like I got so much love for y'all because I understand the division our history brought amongst our own people, bro. Because you look at a Sri Lankan and you look at an Indian or you look like at a you look at a Bangladeshi and you look at an Indian or you look at a Pakistani and you look at an Indian, bro, we all look the fucking same to somebody that's not from our country. Hmm. And there's a reason for that, bro, because our division happened after certain issues that went down in the mid nineties. You know what I mean? 
Mm, okay. Or or the mid nineteen hundreds, not the nineties, but the mid nineteen hundreds. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's close. <laughs> that's just mad recent, right? <laughs> um You know what it sounds like while you're describing this? It does sound like my people and like Americans though, like uh black Americans, you know, from Chicago to LA to Florida to North New York. And that's that's kind of what it felt like in my mind while you were describing it. So I, I, on some, on a little bit of a, of a, a little bit of the degree of understanding that part of it, I do understand that it is, um, you know, it's dialects, it's cultures, it's, it's, you know, perspectives, you know, it's, you know, history in those particular, those specific regions, you know, some of them got favored by, got favored by the government. Some of them got shitted on by the government. So yeah, man, it's, it, it, it almost feels impossible. Right. And then, cause then like even on that tip i want to I, I try to table it and be like all right so then how do i deal with america's problem and i'm like yo it's like if 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 my people shit is impossible to me on this scale it's damn near never gonna happen on the on the on the higher scale with everybody else yeah i mean bro like this is from an outsider looking in because that's all it's ever gonna be for me talking about what i'm about to say respect At, like which what you as a black man and which your people as black folks have to deal with just as far as like you guys are reconstructing more than just a fucking generation. You like you're like, you know what I mean? You're over here trying to fucking restructure entire um an entire system that your grandfather went against. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying go, mm. going against in the sense of like he was fucking revolting against it, it was just he the system wasn't built for him, and I I bring your grandfather into that because I've heard the stories in this podcast about you talking about your grandfather and what he had got. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like I bring something like that to say that like right now what we going through, bro, it's just a lot of people that's our age or from our generation. I'm talking from that you were born from '92 to like '99, like mm-hmm. from that time zone or even '91 to '99, whatever the case. Like you born in that time, like you feel me. <laughs> <laughs> you you born in that in that time period, you're part of a generation that's subconsciously shifting its mindset. And that shift, it really predominantly only has to do with white folks our, our age or people that come from a privileged background from our age. You know what I mean? Where they're mm-hmm. able to, for the first time, interact with people from a different background. Because you, now you go to public schools that have these different peoples, whether it's you got you got black people from the hood going to a certain school or transferring to a certain school. You got people from this race going to the school, this race going to the school. Next thing you know, you're forced to be in a melting pot. And right. as the time goes on, it's like. It's crazy to say, bro, but like I honestly really do see the fucking pushing out of that old racist fucking mentality. And it's not going to happen over the next fucking like two years, three years. I'm talking about by the time my kid's fucking 20 years old, my kid's 22. Damn. Everybody that's in power right now that has that old mentality is no longer going to be alive. It has nothing to do with them being in power. They're not going to be alive when we're 40. Yeah, but we got to be careful because they're, you know, they're still teaching. They're still Bro, teaching their young. And, and, you, and you know what's crazy, man? Like, I really thought that... And you, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm a Mr. Know-all, see-all. You know what I mean? I'm just basing this off of, like, interactions that I've had with, like, motherfuckers that, like, grew up with racist families. Like, people that... Damn, Brody, like, all I'm trying to do is date an Asian chick, but, like, goddamn, bro, I bring an Asian girl home. Like, my mom's <laughs> finna... You know what I mean? Straight from... Right, jo- right. Like, straight out of Georgia type shit. You know what I mean? 
like the right. white, the whitest of the white crap type shit. But I'm starting to see, like, in the only reason I'm saying I'm starting to see is over the past like two, three years, and I compare it with us growing up and us being in middle school and seeing that like change and the ease of acceptance that's slowly starting to come. That's why I brought up 20 years because it's gonna get to a point where no matter what that old generation teaches, bro. The people in the new is so connected with people of different races and religions and cultures that you just uh, like, bro, there, there's only such a small percentage of people that can hold what their parents saying at this point as fucking truth. Yeah, but there are some some very stubborn people out there. We'll oh, say. there's hella stubborn people, bro. Like, what the fuck? Biggest, biggest shit. Yo, shout out to Nick Allen, bro, out here, out, out in Pakistan <laughs> and shit. This motherfucker rolled with some racist ass white folks. But at the end of the day. I also, in order for me to even be having a conversation with certain motherfuckers, I got to understand why their mind is the way they are. I don't look at people our age as having been born with that mindset. They were taught that mindset because their next of kin comes from a racist background. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think what gets me is because I've I've been to white schools, you know, Northgate included. And so, you know, and I, I think about this one in Orenda, a middle school called OIS. Okay. And what I noticed about it is they kind of know what they're doing. They're just trying to see how far they can push it before we push back. Are you talking about like, are you talking about like the actual like teachers and the higher ups? No, nah, I'm talking about the kids, the kids my age. Like they would, they would, like they, so they were cognitive to know their surroundings and know that I was different. Um, But they just, they couldn't let go of oh i wonder if i i wonder if i i wonder if 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 i do this will he react like i see on, t- on the hey YouTube? but hey but tell me if i'm wrong then because what you just describing sounds like from an outside person looking in how i've <laughs> seen every non-black person interact with every black friend i've had it, it it's it, it's a walking on eggshells type shit you don't get to see especially like you brought up northgate or you talking about i don't i i didn't grow up in arenda but i'm talking about just based off of like me growing up in Wanna Creek, this, that, and the third, every person that I associated with was either Filipino, Indian, black, or Mexican. You know what I mean? I didn't mm-hmm. really associate with white folks like that just because it's, it's it has nothing to do with like how I think about now and it's like, man, fuck white folks. It's just, I had nothing in common with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about as a fucking third grader, my only fucking <laughs> like shit. I'm at, at, at the time compared to everybody else, bro, like, I'm fucking caramel as a motherfucker. I'm closer to dark than this white mother. You know what I mean? So it's like I don't right. have certain relationships with people due to that fact, not because of a preconceived notion. It's just off a natural fact, like dead ass, bro. Like <laughs> I'm going to go talk to this guy because he kind of looks more like me than you. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you also, you also have to think my mentality is coming from an entire country where everybody looks like me. And then mm. going to the East Coast – and then when I was out there, it's like I only associated with motherfuckers that look like me. But I, mm-hmm. but I say all that to say, man, it's just one of those. Hey, can you do me a favor? Oh, you're doing the podcast yeah, can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. But I say all that to say, bro, it's just um, ah, man, I, like I, cause I feel like I, I'm coming across as like this bitter racist motherfucker that's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it ain't about that. It's it's just about being aware. Of your position in this racial sphere. Oh, I like that. Because that's, I think that's true. I think that's what we're lacking. I think uh, the awareness, right? Like emotional intelligence 
is one thing, but you should also have uh, racial intelligence too. You should just know who you are, what lane you're in on the freeway, because you're you're you you. you I it's like you get lucky and you veer off into other lanes when nobody's there, and you think, oh, that's just okay, and then it's like, dude. I'm driving here and I'm not moving my car because I got insurance. Facts. So wherever you want to take this, we could go. Bro, what you had just said, some motherfuckers. And you know what? I ain't even gonna say some. Even I've been on that on that perspective, and I had to catch myself, bro. Is because black culture has had such a huge impact on my life, as far as how I move, how I dress, how I associate, who I even fucking trust. This, that, and the third. You know what I mean? And I say that to say because growing up, the only Indian culture or Indian influence I had was shout out to Sri Ram and shout out to Karthik, but that was about it, bro. And even outside of that. Our fa- like whenever my mom used to talk about one of they, you know what I mean, or my, it always used to be in like yo, are you one up in this motherfucker? It was never on some unity shit. Granted, mm. now we grown up, we can understand shit, so we can we can we can communicate on some better. But like at the time, it was always, and it's not even saying like motherfuckers was trying to pin people against each other. It was just the mentality our community had at the time. And I look back and obviously it's different situations like the black community y'all <laughs> like it ain't got it ain't got nothing to do with y'all dealing with y'all 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 are dealing with like 400 years of other bullshit that you know what i mean right. <laughs> but i do look at how y'all move and granted it may not all all the time be as a unit but at the end of the day i've seen enough in my life where it's just like you know what i mean y'all have each other's backs and i try mm-hmm. to maneuver like that with myself anytime i come across one of my own and it's gotten you to were. the point like if I see some, like, e- even if it's like, we not homies, bro, but I see you being out of pocket or I see you being out of your lane, I'm going to come up to you, but I ain't going to be on some aggressive shit. It's just going to be like, yo, brody, like, this is why I am, this is where I'm from, this, you know what I mean? But this is why mm-hmm. I'm approaching you because I think that you can, I, I sense this in you. I don't want you to be out of your character and fucking disrespect your own name being out here. Because I feel Word. like we, within my own culture, we don't have OGs, you feel me? That's not something we that that you hear a lot in uh from uh Asia. They don't have OGs. This is overpopulation. Everybody out there, really? Ain't no ain't no OGs out there for real. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's di- put it this way. I have I can't speak on anything going on in India. I'm talking about out here in America. Of course, of course. My fault for even for, uh, you know what I mean. No, no, no. Because, no, because no. put it this way, an OG could talk to me in India, but I wouldn't have no idea what the fuck you're talking about because I don't live there, so I don't understand. Uh, so, yeah. so put it put it this way. Imagine you're imagine you're coming out here to uh, from Germany for a fucking vacation for a weekend, and you end up going to a Seven Eleven, and the homie's like, "Man, you better not kick it around here, bro. Like this shit gonna get fucking active real quick." You being from Germany is like, all right, man, I'm just about to get this chips and I'm about to be out of here in like fucking two, <laughs> in like two days. I don't know what the right. fuck you talking about. Right. But the fact is, is you a black kid coming from Germany to America. You had another black dude fucking hollering at you, letting you know that shit. As an Indian Word. coming from India out here, we don't have other Indians helping us set ourselves up out here. It's kind of like a free for all. Mm. And that's how that's I've wild. seen it with my culture, bro. Because it's even like with even like with old boy that I used to work with, bro. Like his biggest thing was just about fucking with his people. Like he's John or he's Jane. You know what I mean? He comes from the Jane people, the Jane culture. Like it's like a sect mm. in, in uh in Hindu and all that. I don't know too much about it, so I don't want to speak too much on it. But mm-hmm. everybody he kicks it with is Jane. Everybody he kicks it with is from his fucking tribe. Everybody that kick, you know what I mean? Whoever he's gonna marry is fucking associated within that tribe. With it, you know what I mean. So it's like I see, <laughs> okay. I, I see different sects holding on to that, 
But I don't know. I just try to I just try to move different to just fucking you know what I mean. Give my people just a sense of fucking acceptance out here because I know it. It's different being an Indian out here, bro. I'm not sitting here saying that our fucking life is hard because at the end of the day, everybody's journey is fucking different. Just because just this Indian's from the hood don't mean I'm from the hood. You feel me? I'm from the fucking <laughs> white-ass city. You feel me? And I'm never going to mm. fucking sit over here and try to fucking claim something I'm not. But at the end of the day, it's why move as a singular unit when it's just the same way other races be having others back, bro. I just I just be hoping that my people just eventually just have each other's back, bro. That's really all it is, man. Because I'm just tired of seeing people just fucking offer themselves type shit. Yeah, that's that's dope that you've recognized that, um, you know, in your in your in, in us, uh, the black community and, and now in yourself and trying to emulate that and in, in, in how you interact um, in your everyday life. You know, when you enter uh, when you meet an Indian cat. So. Yeah, no, that's respectable off rip. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we were, we were that influence was uh, instilled in you from just your experience by hanging out, man, because that's. Yeah, that's that's really like that because that that that's the basis of what we're trying to like the the you know what we what we preach you know we're always talking about lift as we um, climb. That's something I got from NABA National National Association of Black Accountants. You know that all about bringing up with you after you've grown after you've climbed into a, a certain plateau, bring people down from from below with you like and and you know that's hard. You know it's a it's a hard concept a lot of the times because um, a lot of people are personalizing their pain. Um, instead of looking at the bigger picture, uh, which is human. Uh, but yeah, man, like, it, you know, that is the next step though. Like, you know, or at least that's the next step that it's almost like recycling. It's like, you know, just, you know, you know, just, just, just one of those, it's, you know, if you see people that, that, that you fuck with and, and, and it can even expand out to, you know, you know, um, just your neighborhood, people you fuck with in your neighborhood that you see out in your streets and, and, and you're like, Hey Brody, what's good. Hey, you know me. I'm from, I'm from the same, I'm, I'm a unit. I'm one unit down, bro. I'll be seeing you, bro. What you doing over here? You wildin', bro. What's good. You good. Yeah. We good. It's all that always plays a factor. So, so, you know, I'm uh, so first is race, right? Cause I guess it's what, you know, cause it's, it's there, but you know, eventually the evolution of that is back to our roots of, 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 of it being kind to our neighbors again, you know what I'm saying? Like, and bringing that shit back. But, you know, first it has to be with each other, and then it can, we can help everybody else. Hey, man, what you said is actually something crazy that I actually look back on. Maybe it's like I'm looking at it from my time out in certain, you know what I mean, being out here in San Jose in certain aspects of being one amongst six people living in the crib. So it's like that whole neighbor aspect may not be as, you know what I mean, <laughs> as capable as you just being a single person, you and your girl living in the crib, and now you can get to know your neighbors, you know what I mean? But uh, outside of all that, bro, like, the one thing that I will say that, like, neighbors out here taught me, bro, and that actually, at the end of the day, really connected with me, bro, was actually family, bro. And that's the one thing I will say that, like, out here in SJ, uh, at least my first couple years, you know what I mean? Everybody obviously moved through, get through different lives and this and that. I'm happy that I was able to experience that a second time because obviously everything that I grew up with, like, bro, like, I hold you, Kofi, Nick. Shout out to Nick, bro, like, that ass. Shout out. But, like, Nick, Steven, Ali, Jamal, everybody, bro, Nico, Phil, like, I hold y'all in a certain place in my heart. and it's so, like, Don't forget about Michelle. She'll kill you. Shout out to Michelle, though, bro. But, um... Did I overstep my fault? 
But um, yeah, man. I'll, I, I'll cut this off. I'll cut that part out. Man, I keep it a buck with you, bro. She ain't never invited me to her wedding, so it's um, I'm kind of salty about that. It's been salty about that. Oh I, really? I I mean, we ain't never talked like that, so I just kind of take it as it is what it is. Mm. You feel yeah. me? Yeah, I didn't get one either, so you feel me? I'm I'm in your, I'm in the same boat. But I didn't expect one though. <laughs> I mean, but at the end of the day, like if if, if somebody expect me to holler at them or fucking shout them out, like you had no impact on my life apparently because I had no impact on your life. Where no, that was that's this on me. This on me. I'll 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 take the hit. That's my bad. It, it, nah, it ain't even you, bro. Like it, it's some real shit. You don't even need to cut this out, bro. It's just this is me speaking from my heart, bro. Like that ass, and I don't take it no no kind of way because at the end of the day, it's like it ain't like. I was over here trying to push our relationship either. Mm. You know what I mean? We were just we was just only connected through certain avenues. And okay. when those certain avenues are no longer strong enough to keep our relationship going, I don't expect it to keep going. It's like the same shit when I look back at like like me and Brendan, you know what I mean? Like Okay. I got love for bruh, this, that, and the third, but you know what I mean? He doing his thing, I'm doing my thing. You know what I mean? I tried hollering at bruh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? But I mm. I understand why certain people look at me in a certain way, or certain people have certain assumptions about me. I understand that, bro. I'm an Indian dude walking, moving, acting like he black in other people's eyes. You feel me? Mm. I'm not stupid, bro. You feel me? But at the end of the day, I do know which group has fucking accepted me, which people has fucking given me a sort of sense of a second life and a second home. You feel me? So I'm not. I've never changed who I am. I've just always been who I was. I just grew within that. And if other people can't accept that or realize that or even want to be a part of it, I'm not just I'm not gonna sit here and fault you. I can't sit here and just be like, man, accept this. It's like cool, bro. We grow apart. It is what it is. You feel me? But now we o- now I'm over here and I'm just on some other shit. You feel me? And that's what it is, bro. Nah, I get that. Nah, I mean, I uh, with you, you are definitely uh one of the most authentic individuals I've ever met. Um, you know, in my lifetime, um, because, and, and it's, and it's always, it's always admirable and honorable, uh, for me to you, because you, you know, you don't shy away from what you love. Um, but you also just never forgotten who you are. And, and it's, it goes back to that racial awareness. It's like, yo, I know people might perceive me as a, as an Indian cat that wants to be black and, 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 and maybe sings in the shower and, 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 and maybe he wants to get a, uh, an N word out at a concert or in your shower or whatever. But personally, well, from what I've seen from you, like you're, I, you present yourself in a way that that doesn't matter to me. Like what you do in your personal life. Like I would hope you're, 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 you're doing respect to us, but if you're doing whatever I don't trip about it because I haven't seen it and I can only go by what I've seen and what I've experienced with you and with you, you've always been a down to earth cat and uh, you've always been authentic to yourself. You've always been dope to me. Hell, there's a picture that I'm, I might use for our, for my promo of me, you and somebody else in that motherfucker. Okay. I might bring that back. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? I might put that up there because um, you know, you've always presented yourself as authentic, my G. And um, so, you know, uh, with everybody else, maybe it's time. Maybe they just don't want to see it. But, you know, at least you got a friend in me. <laughs> hey, man. Bruh, hey, OT, man, all bullshit aside, man, like, just to see. And, and, and it's crazy, man. And you can cut this part out if you ain't if you ain't want to, uh, like, talk about it. But 
it's crazy to see the growth from I still remember. I, I think I was in ninth grade or I might have been in 10th grade when you was in 12 trying to fight old boy, big brother. But anyway, <laughs> I just remember you like before that fight, you was just like you. Had, I don't know why you pulled up to me, bro. But like I think it was just at the time we, our, our groups just crossed. You know what I mean? Because it was like, even, mm. even Mark was asking me the other day, he's like, man, how you know OT? I'm like, bro, he just came, he, he came to our school in fucking, like, for his, like, last year, his last two years. And to keep it, I, keep it a buck with you, bro, he just kicked it with our group. Like, that's how I just fucking know him, you know what I mean? It ain't even like you have to go reach out crazy, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I sit back and I look at that, but then also I look back at what you had just said about understanding ha- or having racial awareness, you know what I mean? And that's one thing that I've always tried to have once I became a conscious person. Because I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like, yeah, bro, there was times I was dropping the N-word left and right thinking I was black, this and that. You know what I mean? Thinking it was all good because motherfuckers around me said it's all good, this and that. But then Mm. the biggest thing that actually got me, and it's funny, bro, I was actually in line at a fucking fucking La Vic's. Boom, boom, boom. I was talking to homie. I said, some, some, some. I dropped the N-word, this and that. You know what I mean? Mad Mm -hmm. comfortable and shit. This chick in front of me turns around like, yo, what the fuck did you just say? I got my beanie on. I'm like, what's happening? Like, it's all good. She's like, nah, motherfucker. You ain't black, bro. Don't ever fucking say that. You know what I mean? Get ready to slap Mm -hmm. the shit out of me. And I'm sitting there like, you know what? (laughs) I got one or two ways to act about this. I could either take disrespect to it or I could understand the disrespect that I came with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I understood the disrespect that I came with and I shut the fuck up and I took that like a man. And I, you feel me? And on top of that, like obviously this ain't a video podcast so motherfuckers can't see him, but you know what I mean? This motherfucker Mark Wilson over here used to fucking just fuck my ass up. Pause, first of all. Not even on okay shit. <laughs> used to just on some like getting ready to fight me type shit anytime that I would drop the N-word, bro. And this motherfucker really taught me on some like it's not even about trying to fucking fit in type shit is you really understanding what the fuck you saying and knowing that history that comes behind it. And then I sit back and I look and I'm like, are you sorry? Are you, what are you doing? Don't forget. Don't, don't forget about the feedback. Oh, the feedback on this mic. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just, this motherfucker. No, no. I'm like, cause I, I, cause I'm hearing it. I'm like, don't forget. Like, like, I, uh, don't like, cause I, uh, don't forget that the I don't know what you're doing. I, I'm hearing it. And I'm like, yo, does he know that we can hear that? <laughs> nah, bro. The homie came over. Here, he was like looking through some shit. But nah, oh, yeah, my fault, my fault, my fault. But anyways, nah. What I was saying, like, fuck. All right, hold up. What was I going back on? Uh, you was talking about Mark. Mark was. Uh, oh yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Was, opening up, like opening up a certain aspect, and I don't even want to say just him, bro, because it, it's a conversation that shout out to Brandon, bro. Like I had it with Brandon too, and. It's crazy how I got to sit here and be like, man, I had these different conversations with different black folks to let me know that I ain't black, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's what it be taking. That's what it takes. Hey, at the end of the day, bro, like. That's what it takes, though. But, nah, for hey, real. all bullshit aside, though, bro, how am I supposed to sit there and, like, when I, everything that I know since I moved to America has to do with black culture. I just gotta mm-hmm. eat. I, I just gotta fucking take that lick, bro. It's yes, mm-hmm. I I am heavily influenced by a different culture's culture, and I've had this convo with my with my pops, and we talk about how growing up, our own culture never had each other's backs to the sense of like me wanting to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Even outside of like, and it has to do with like you know what I mean. 
and not has to do, but I'm writing this paper on fucking hip hop's influence on American pop culture and how it's fucking um helping the racial dynamics within American culture. How hip hop's influence on that. Obviously it has to do a lot with, you know what I mean, um the internet, social media, the growth of uh the growth of music being spread like it went from you have to go cop an album to next thing you know, you can literally just go down uh, what do you call it, down the street to the fucking computer lab and download an entire album and find out, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. that that whole that's that whole aspect. But then also I sit back and I just look at like, you know what I mean? The influence it had on me and how I moved. But going back to old girl that I was telling you that I seen at that fucking um, little burrito place, it makes sense, bro, because it's certain, and I catch other people within my own group that feel that way or that try to move that way and i feel like it is my duty to bro check yourself bro because that's not you <laughs> that's not us you feel me mm. it's all good man they love you for doing what you're doing but don't ever get it twisted you're not them we're not black mm. you feel me it's all good i can sit here i can bro you know me man like i got i got jungle fever motherfucker like every girl every girl <laughs> that i ever fucked with been black you feel me but at the end of the day uh-huh. I'm not black. And that's the difference that a lot of people just can't fucking differentiate, bro. And maybe it's like, maybe it's me being born in the suburbs that are not born, but raised in the suburbs, you know what I mean? That has, uh, okay, well, shit, let me give these people passes in this sense. And maybe I can't understand the fucking Filipino dude that grew up straight in the cuts of the fucking, you know what I mean? The heart of Compton, this, that, and the third, and he dropping the N-bomb, this, you know what I mean? Maybe I can't mm. understand that, but also at the same time, I'm like, why does you act in a certain way have to define your realness. You feel me? You don't got it. Yeah, why can't you be real without, why can't you be actionless and real? Bro, the realest motherfucker that I met, bro, was this dude that I... that I was working with. I ain't going to drop his name because he he, he, he don't fuck with like (laughs) name drops and all that shit. But, oh, 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 bro, man, my Punjabi homie, OG, that I fucking met when I was uh, working over at Spag. This motherfucker used to always keep it real with me. Always, you know what I mean? And it got to the point, like, every other job that I got after that at fucking San Jose, everybody would be like, man, you know him? Oh, you his little brother, huh? I'm like, nah, man, that's just another Indian homie, bro. <laughs> like, you feel me? But he, he, he was one of the people that, like, he he caught me fucking, you know what I mean, just wilding out one night, just drunk as shit. And then another situation, I caught his fucking cousin wilding out on me. This was after the Cavs just came back. And won that game seven in 20. First off, 2016 is a whole different story. I could talk shit about <laughs> everybody I gassed on. First of all, every one of you motherfuckers in San Jose in 2016. Man, we whooped y'all asses, bro. We beat that. We smacked it. We did everything to y'all asses, man. Bent y'all over and all that. Yeah, all you Warrior fans, man. No, this real, bro. But anyways. Oh, I forget you're a Cavs fan. You have a beanie on, too. And I, I, just, I didn't even, like, realize that. Oh, Cleveland, God. baby. Colin Sexton, yeah, the GOAT. Darius Garland, the GOAT. Now we got Jared oh. Allen. We the GOAT. But, hey, outside of all that, I just want I, hey, this is really going out to my cousin out in fucking Boston. I just got to say this one shit. You motherfuckers was so lucky. You was so <laughs> lucky with Mahomes and having to face the fucking bitch ass Chiefs and all that. But y'all lucky you did not face the Browns, bro. Y'all lucky you don't face the Browns. I just that's all I gotta say to all you little Brady fans, Buck fans. Hey Mo, I'm talking to you, Mo. Fuck why Brady. Are you a, why are you a Cleveland fan? 
LeBron James, bro. LeBron James. No, I mean, but you just said his football team too, though, right? The Browns? Hey, man, I'm a Cavs fan because of LeBron. I'm an Indians fan because I'm Indian, and I'm a Browns fan because I'm brown, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You feel me? I love it. I love that that reasoning for why, because it's, it's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Hey, but all bullshit aside, man, I'm cleaving everything because of, of Goat James, you feel me? When he went to mm. when he went to LA, it's fuck the Lakers, all that. Shout out to Kobe, Bean Brian, this and that. But if you was alive, I still love you. But fuck y'all, cause fuck the cat, uh, fuck the Lakers, <laughs> mm-hmm. fuck LeBron for taking him, all that shit, man. I don't know, man. I, I don't think straight. I'm a Cavs fan, you feel me? So when I see LeBron in purple and gold, it gets my blood boiling. I feel like Michael Rappaport talking about the fucking Knicks, bro. Yeah, that's what kind of got me. I'm like, if you went for Braun and you didn't hop when Braun left, it's like, I mean, you're really a Cleveland fan. And Bro, put it this way, man. <laughs> and this is for everybody that knew me growing up. The only reason I rock with LeBron when he went to Miami is because of the shit that he was taking that people were like, he's not like Kobe. He's not like Jordan. I'm sitting over here looking at my fucking idol go through fucking. Nah, fuck that. He the GOAT. I got you. It's love. I'm not going to lie, though. This motherfucker winning rings. I'm like, I, I can't love that, bro. But good shit, homie. Good shit. I fuck with you. Next thing we know, we got Kyrie, the sauce god. Young sauce walker. <laughs> OG, triple OG, hitting threes on Curry. Man. It was love, bro. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, as a Cavs fan, my kid could literally talk shit to me for the rest of my life i got to experience the greatest fucking run of my life bro so i ain't even tripping that is a good perspective i'm not gonna lie like in terms of moments of history because bro hey when i tell you i i I had to watch the 2015 collapse when Kyrie went down in game one after uh what do you call in ot because jay uh what was it iman didn't hit that fucking three at the end of the fourth quarter, that sent it to OT and fucking Kyrie broke his fucking kneecap and fucking OT. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember every fucking Warrior fan sitting there like, oh, shit, we got this. And I remember LeBron taking their asses to fucking six games. Then I remember coming back the next year and fucking we took him to fucking seven games. Came back from 3-1, hit that buzzer beater. Boy did his thing. And y'all had to, get, y'all had to go get bitch-ass fucking Durant for the next year. Y'all couldn't <laughs> run it back like some normal shit. My bad. I'm a bitter-ass Cavs fan because y'all, hey, KD and the bitch-ass Warriors is the reason why LeBron went to fucking uh, L.A., man. That's my rant. I'm done. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I, I, I see it affected you. Yeah, I'm, 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 uh. I love the Cavs, I'm, man. I was mad as fuck, bro. Yeah, that was, that's, Damn. And I ain't going to lie, man, shout out to Colin Sexton, bro, but even, like, looking back at your goddamn speech, bro, LeBron was not about to stay with your ass. Like, hey, man, you still got me, bro. It's good. They drafted me number eight. Bro, Kyrie ain't here. Kyrie gone. LeBron gone. Hey, homie, look, I still fuck with you. I fuck with Darius Garland. I fuck with Jared Allen. I fuck with what we doing. (laughs) LeBron was not about to stay, bro. (laughs) Nah. Yeah, he did what he, he did. He, he, he. Went out for what he went out for. He, he reached his goal. You know, it's it's one of those things when you reach your goals, know when to move on. Um, you know, don't don't linger on like a relationship that gets toxic. Hey, that's some real shit, bro. Know when to move on. That's a that, that's yeah. a, outside whatever field it is. I feel like that's something that a lot of people, including myself, just don't know how to do. 
Yeah. With me, it's a little bit of trauma because my goodbyes aren't good. Like, I've been to 12 schools, and and that's not including, like, that's like 18. Like, that's not including after 18 when I kept moving. So, for me, goodbyes are kind of traumatic. Like, do you think it's, like, like, a final thing? Um... I don't know. It's like more of a dismount. I want to dismount properly. Like I don't want to. I want to like leave on my terms type of thing. Okay. So okay. It's like so. It's like a control, leaving on my like it's a control thing in itself too. So, I don't know, man. Like I just don't like saying goodbye. Um, this because that because that part of it sucks. Like the the initial show, you might see them again, but that initial. While they're gone, you know that that pain is it sucks. And hey, it's annoying and, with you know, your past, with your past, bro. Like, has it gotten to the point where I mean, obviously, I feel like anybody listening to what you just said would be like, "Yeah, Ronnie, that's clearly what the fuck he was talking about." But just genuinely, had to ask, bro. Like, I think your past had a huge reason on why it's so difficult for you to say goodbye now, even if it's like maybe even a th- like a thirty minute goodbye. Like, when you say 30 minute goodbye what do you mean like like do you find yourself having a hard time leaving people close to you even if it's for a short period of time um close to me no oh uh, yeah no that's a hard question good question um because it's easier for me to leave people that i haven't known that long okay um but it's like to why is be that close to me uh, because i've i mean Dude, I've met so many people. I think subconsciously I know I'll meet another version of you somewhere else. Oh, another. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Like, you're going to find this energy in something else down the road. Yeah, like, it's not not really a goodbye to the energy. It's just a goodbye to the the flesh it came from. But there's more flesh with a similar energy. That's actually mad interesting, bro. What the fuck? (laughs) Like, no, dead ass, bro. When you think, like, when you think about the flesh a certain vibe comes from, now we talking, like, all bullshit aside, we talking about some DC shit now, bro. Like, shit. (laughs) 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 Well, nah, seriously. Like, it's like, the the thing that I notice as people, like, well, what my mind does is, like, bone structures. I try to look at bone structures instead of faces now. Like, skin and all that. I kind of just look at your bone structure and what kind of face you have. What's that for? Cause everybody's is different, and um, and it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's certain traits that are connected to bone structures, and I'm not. And it's weird, and it's ironic saying that as a like African slave, like they had this whole like. Nah, what the fuck? What does that have anything to do with? Nah, like bone structure. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. You just gave the white the day, man a reason to talk shit. Now nah, I'm telling you, no, this is why I know he gonna talk shit because he because he know about this. Um, but like back in the day, they had this whole uh, theory in science about skulls and the size of your skull and how that um, impact, uh, like how that affect, like how that, yeah, all that bullshit about how smart you are because your skull was bigger, but didn't make sense because babies were born with big skulls and so they couldn't really like get out of that hole. They're like, yeah. oh shit, we're kind of fucked up. Um, and it's the same thing I'm doing with this. Like I'm looking at bone structures and i'm connected to the personalities and like and like in, like and not energies but uh, specifically just like like uh like a character it's like every bone structure is a, that's like oh this is superman this is batman this is the flash it's yeah. like different this is different people that are the same people everywhere you go hey so what are you trying to do so you're trying to find a connection between people's characteristics and their bone structure no i've already found it i found that you know like oh this person's face like like this person he's like it's this it, it reminds me of somebody i used to know and then i'll remember later now oh yeah they had like they had like similar bone structures too 
Hey, the only it's reason, weird. The only reason I asked this, bro, is just one, just a further conversation, just two to like actually just to know. Of course. Um, what's the point of it? Like, what's the point of this knowledge that you now have? I'm trying to see how accurate it is. Like whether it's real or if it's false. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what have you found Basically. so far, just based off of, you know, what I mean, the sample size that you have. Um, it's kind of small, but nothing incongruent is I've noticed hey, that man, fuck small bro because these politicians will take a fucking two people sample size and portray that bitch <laughs> as like a 20,000 <laughs> so shit man if all you got is two all you got is 20 <laughs> <laughs> right I mean now nah, I'm honestly talking out of my ass for the most of like half of this but the other half is like there's there's something there man I don't know I just feel like there has to be something there like like maybe not with skin but like bones like i like like it's almost like when you look at when you look at um like a different animal species and you're like oh this dog is better suited for this because of his of his bones and its height and its weight okay and it's okay. like and so, and so and that's how my mind is with people because i look at them the same it's like we're all animals so it's like what does that type do best hey do, that, do that you bone structure do you let experiences that you had with somebody with a certain bone structure you wasn't looking at that bone structure but subconsciously them having a certain structure correlated with a, a certain outcome that you already had in your mind it, it'll 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 bubble up a little bit but i that's when you push it down that's when i push it down and and dismiss it like i'm like no i'm not gonna think about it like that because that's not what i want to feed but then what, hey, hey, the, what for, uh, not forces, but what allows you to even pursue a quote unquote itch? Cause you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you're trying to, you're trying to prove a certain statement or a certain situation. So mm-hmm. in order to prove it, you're going to have to go through exercises or quote unquote examples, this and that. So what keeps you from going down a path that this could prove the statement that I'm going for versus this is just me thinking racially that's going to benefit my statement. Authenticity, honesty, just the per- you know? the person is coming from. Oh, well, are you asking why? Uh, I'm saying, how, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm, no, I'm saying how, how do you figure out pretty much? How do you figure out what's real or not? Oh, like what's like, what am I personalizing as like my, like, what am I like not being objective about? Yeah. Not being objective, but also it's just like, you're given these certain situations. Like, yeah, you want to maneuver a certain way as a person, right? Right. But also, it's there are certain situations that's presented to you, whether you want it to be presented to you or not, but you're going to have a certain reaction to it. Now, okay. that certain reaction is most likely going to be reciprocated through all encounters that you have because this is an emotion that you feel. You want to take care of a certain thing. That's the only okay. reason you're even engaging in situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's what about that situation or what about you engaging in um and again it's not even just you just bullshit and just you know what i mean i'm just trying to fucking go and fucking just put my name around this and that you know what i mean it's yeah. you have a passion for correcting something and then this situation came up but you're involved in this okay god damn uh, bro uh, you know what i'm gonna give, I, I'm gonna give <laughs> you a break i just said so much shit right now that in my mind i'm sitting here like damn bro i feel like i just explained an entire fucking episode of the flash right now <laughs> that i'm over here try, <laughs> i'm over here trying to bring it back to what the fuck i was talking about but well I, I thought from what i from the original part of it i thought what you're asking me is how do i keep it authentic so that i'm not um putting in my biases exactly i right, thank the, you 
Thank you, OT. Thank you for yeah, fucking bringing that was it. <laughs> Thank you for bringing your podcast back for my dick right here. <laughs> you good? You good? Nah, bro. That's that's what it is. Like, um, I think, I mean, on, on on one point of it, it's like because it's been done to me and mine. Like, I don't want it. I don't. I wouldn't want to reciprocate that. Like, I don't want to repeat that because that wasn't. That's not like how. That's stupid. But it's just me about being authentic and you know genuine. To like, I don't want to lie to me. Thanks. And if I do that, I'll be lying to me too. So I don't, and I don't know. Hell no. I, I would, I, I would hate to lie to myself. I mean, damn. I tried my best not to lie to people, but to die lying to myself, you don't even, don't even let me into heaven. <laughs> Feel like you'd be lying to yourself at that point. Yeah, man. And I don't want to be one of those people, but you know, but it is something that is just, it's just something I have fun with when I'm out and about and I meet a lot of people. Um, cause like I said, like I've, I've moved, I've met a lot of people. I've moved a lot. So I had to find another thing to connect with people on. And since I'm like trying to get rid of racial situations, like the next step is bones. Right. And trying to figure out and try to just look at that and have fun. But Hey, let me ask yeah, you, man. Hey, let me ask you this, bro. Especially with you having the experience that you had being over in the East coast, being out here, you know what I mean? Been through different walks of life, being able to do that shit. You know what I mean? So mm. what I what I want to ask is, what is your mentality and how do you go about dealing with somebody, quote unquote, say like me, that you don't know, though? Is this is this current you or is this in the burrito store? <laughs> nah, I, matter of fact, let's let them know both both because both of them are true situations. You know, what I mean, but OK, both of them got respect for your culture, but both of them move in different ways. So how would you okay, approach you ask, either one of those situations? But I mean, like, so what's the scenario though? Like, I'm just I just walk to the store and I see him like, and see him, I see them being them, and I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Nah, you you walk in and you see this dude that you clearly know that ain't black, maneuvering in a certain way. You don't know nothing about him, you don't know his history, but you like, you clearly look like you jacking my my culture. Right. What's your, I, I mean, and I say that to say it's not even like okay, this the hating segment. How you gonna shit on my people? You know what I mean? No, it's it's on some real shit to give perspective on why why black people respond in a certain way when they're put in certain situations that other people don't understand. It's a situation that they just got put into. If that makes right. sense, I feel like I'm just over here. I'm gonna explain this with something all the way over here, and then we're gonna come back, and it's all gonna make sense. That's the only way that I can talk about this shit, bro, because it's just like. From my perspective, it's not a black and white type shit. You know what I mean? It's an experience. Oh, it's true. an experience type shit. It's, you know what I mean? I'm over here trying to fucking have you tell me your perspective on a situation of my people acting in a certain light. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm over here just trying to fucking phrase that, which I clearly phrased it right as I said it. <laughs> <laughs> so what I just said, speak on it, bro. I just want to know just because I feel like that's something that, not that you guys have to, but it's like, not even that you should, bro, but it's just something that's needed for people that aren't from y'all culture, but you see, and it's not even just Indians, bro. It's like, I know y'all see it with fucking Filipinos, y'all see it with fucking these Islanders, you know what I mean? This Mexican, you know what I mean? Every race you right. see it, because at the end of the day, who was slaves? Y'all. No, 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 y'all, that's it. <laughs> Black people were the only slaves of groups of people in America, you know what I mean? But everybody right, wants right. to fucking sit around and fucking... It's different. Um, like, you know what I mean? A Mexican cat sitting there hollering the N-word, this and that. 
their great grandmother didn't go through slavery or their great grandmother doesn't have history on a fucking plantation. Yeah. So just in that sense, that's what I'm uh, like your perspective on seeing somebody maneuver through it, but then also disrespect it. Right. Um, well, I mean, I'm from the Bay, bro. So <laughs> I'm from the you know, Bay, bro. Off rip. <laughs> you feel me? Like off rip, bro. Like, like even elementary school early, bro, we had everybody in that bitch, bro. Like, Everybody, man. I went out to hella, a hella a Filipino, a, a, a Hispanic. Shout out to Lizette uh, and Dan- Denise. Or her, was her name Danielle? Anyway. Oh, and <laughs> fucking Karen. Oh, like, all of them, bro. Like, it was just, they was all fucking there. There was all, So for me, diversity was just, it was my, it, like, whenever I walked out of my house, I was, I was around diversity. It wasn't until I got older, like middle school, and you start to notice people gravitate toward cultures that they want to like okay hey, that's a great that's a great point so you're saying in middle school was around the time you noticed it well yeah because um you know in elementary school it was all about the physical like are you the fastest in your class are you the smartest in your class can you talk the most shit in your class like it was nothing about race but then you get to like like you know seventh grade and this is lime wire age you yeah, feel me? like yeah. sixth grade seventh grade lime wire like hip-hop's really coming in heavy uh, little Wayne is dropping mixtapes hey, every hey, day. Hey, for motherfuckers, obviously, I don't know why I was about to be like, for motherfuckers listening. Nah, for all of y'all, <laughs> this, this motherfucker talk about sixth, seventh grade Limewire age, brody. I was in fifth grade, and I feel you, bro. <laughs> motherfuckers had my spaces in third grade, bro. At the time, I was sitting there like, damn, why the fuck you tripping on me? This is a MySpace. Now I'm looking back like, what the fuck your third grade ass have a MySpace for, bro? Right. I had one in eighth grade. That's when I got mine. Um, yeah, but you old, bro. Crazy. That's when it started, man. No, fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fuck oh, with you, man. man. That's good. But uh, not nah, dead ass, bro. Tell me. Hey, my bad. I didn't mean to keep cutting you, bro. But it's just like, say shit what you said. Like, you ain't have a MySpace till eighth grade. Tell me how quick fucking Facebook came in and caught up on everybody ass, bro. What's crazy was I didn't see Facebook until I went to Northgate. Like it was more, it was the college app that like hit the white. Brody, how first hey then, hey, how old was you when you fucking came to Northgate? I was twelve. I only got there for one year, so I was oh, you, seventeen, turning eighteen. Yeah, okay, so that was your senior year, huh? Yeah. Okay, okay, that is that is a mad gap. Cause I was about to say, bro, cause when we was coming up, Facebook never really hit, um. Never really hit fucking Northgate like that, bro. Cause I maybe even when really? when you was there, bro. Think about how many people was really they put me onto it. But how many people was really using Facebook, bro? Cause may- I don't know. If you look at my 2000, 2011, I have people commenting on my shit. But you remember Twitter though? That's when Twitter first came active, bro. That's I got Twitter that same year actually. And that's my point is because. Granted, yes, you was two years older than us, this and that and third. You feel me? But in the sense of. In tw- what was it twenty two? Uh, you was in twelfth grade when you when you finally got on fucking Twitter, fa- Facebook, all that shit, right? Right. We was two years younger. Tenth grade is when Twitter started getting cracking up, and you know what I mean. And so was no, there was no need for Facebook. Exactly. My whole point is just the growth of fucking social media within our age group and how quick it was, bro. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's, you know, I, I like, I, I look at the younger generation a lot to pre- try to predict, you know, where we're going. That's how I knew, you know, face, like, oh, actually, I look at the older generation, too. Like, when the older generation starts to find things, I know it's about to die. Like, when they found Facebook, you know, like, certain aunties, started, I was like, all right, he's about to die. Man, they, you know, everybody, like you know, that. everybody in your family, older generation, all on Facebook now. 
now, <laughs> but back then they weren't. And when I start to see them pop up, it was like, oh yeah, this is about to be a dub. And then Instagram was the same, like same thing with Twitter. Cause when that's actually what happened to Twitter, people, a lot of parents started going to Twitter and that's, I, I, I tapped out at that point too. And, um, and then they got bored with it. So they left it alone. So now as you see, we were surging back to it. Um, but, um, but yeah, now Twitter was hard to, uh, and then Instagram now, but it's so, it's such a big thing. I think Instagram might be safe because nothing really can like compete with any other giants. Like they already have, they already have the three sins. Like they have, uh, they're covering up the mouths, the ears and the eyes. We see with Instagram, we talk with Twitter and we, uh, what was the other one? You listen and you're listening with podcasts or maybe Facebook or whatever. Oh, me. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you right, bro. Like you listen with, I didn't even think about that shit until you just said it, bro. Like. You looking with oh uh, Snapchat, Snapchat is where you talk your is is where you uh where you talk like, your you hear wild shit. shit. <laughs> no 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 no, that's Twitter. That's Twitter. But Snapchat is where you hear shit and you just don't say nothing. Okay, I mean regardless, bro, what you was just talking about, like that's at the end of the day, bro, like that's some shit that somebody gotta have all four aspects of secure enough that they can even fucking present it that way. Because what you talking about just sounds like an opinion from fucking. OT that I agree with. Of course. You know what I mean? <laughs> Appreciate you. No, nah, no, nah, I'm saying that to say, now imagine me saying something. That statement is backed by my current, you know what I mean, situation and my current perspective. It has no mm-hmm. origins on your relation to it, his relation to it, anybody, you know what I mean? That's just how I'm feeling in this moment, this and that. But, you know what's crazy, bro? My ass just be rambling on so much. <laughs> That I'll be losing my point half the time. My bad, <laughs> listeners, bro. I had so I, I had I was about to get so deep in this shit, then I realized I was deep in this but shit. But let's 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 go back to the let's go back to your original question though, and um, just so I can answer that, um, we might have to save these videos sooner than later. You, uh, shit, I gotta eat too, bro. Oh, it's so all we might good. have to close these out. It's soon. all good, man. Wrap it up, cause it's just. You know, I can, you, you know, I could go one. for days, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Who would have ever thought so a listener would be listening to me telling a guest it's time? It's, it's almost time to go. <laughs> um, but nah, like in terms of like how I like just to speed up to the how I would respond. I mean, that's always a compliment when I see someone. You know, not always, but it's a compliment if I see someone repping repping. You know, the cloth well. Uh, you know you it's know, all the time, the motherfucker. You ain't gotta lie. You huh? know it's all the time. Talking about well, not all the time, but you know, shit, lying ass. With you, it's all the time. But sometimes <laughs> people people be mixing the wrong colors and shit. They be mixing like lime green with yellow in their outfits, and I'm like, dog, we are not trying to represent. Spray. Hey, bro. Hey, this is gonna be the most vague shit that you could probably delete. You ain't gotta delete. People can decipher. They can't. But I gotta say, one, it's gonna be a two part statement. And only you going to get this. The people going to think like, bro, what the fuck he talking about? First off, congratulations by connection. Your boy did his thing. Bagging up that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm congratulating you as my homie for being in connection. I'm congratulating me. That's all him. That's all that nigga. That's all I got to say. Just real quick. You know what I mean? And then outside of that, shout out to you for never using that outlet, bro. Oh. Yeah, man. Because I could only imagine yeah. what it must be like being related and then thinking like, damn, I want to fucking make my own name. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't want yeah. it to like, I love you, bro. It's, it, it, I know you got me. I know I could reach if I got to, but I don't want you being the reason why 
my shit is actually fucking doing something. I want to be the reason why I'm doing something. And I fucking got love and respect for you doing that shit, bro. Because anybody else that I've met, bro, would have pulled that card out the fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> Real quick, nah, bro. Man. People don't get it, man. Like, that's a card to pull. <laughs> but let me shut the fuck up because I feel like I'm exposing <laughs> too much, bro. They're like, man, what card are you talking about? <laughs> nah, man, it's all good. I appreciate you. Um, nah, it's it's definitely on that helm, bro. Like, I just, I just want to... You know, I want to start on my own. I don't want to be associated, you know, and being like, oh, you such and such, you such and such and such. Yeah, nah, man, I, I got a name, bro. My name is this. But how you doing? Thanks. What it do? What you up to? So, um, but nah, I mean that and that'll be dope if I if I ever get to move forward with that. Right. So like, hey, and, hey let and, me ask you this, because I don't want you to put it out there like that. But the only way I could ask this, have you thought about having bro on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. And I've reached out. And, um, you know, and I'm working on, you know, trying to get him comfortable enough to know that it's good. That's but, what I was about to ask you. Does it have anything to do with where you at right now or it has to do with him being comfortable enough to being able to hop on? Like, explain that to me just because it's like, I don't know. Well, I can't really speak on his part of it. Uh, but from what I'm seeing over here, it's just I think he wants to see me work. I feel it. I respect honesty. it, though, bro. I respect that. Yeah, Cause does, I think does he, he want? To see I'm committed. Does he want to look like? Does he look at you in the sense of like, are you doing this because I'm here and I got this, or are you doing this because you want to do this and you can do it yourself? And I'm gonna support you if you do it yourself. I never thought about it like that. I mean, it might be the latter, but um, dope, that both ideas definitely could be floating around in his head, and it's because I keep it know, a buck, bro. Those... I could only imagine what it's like somebody being popping, and next thing you know. You know what I mean? All these motherfuckers hitting you up, this, that, and the third. And it's like, right. granted, it's like, okay, well, this person has this relation with me. Nine times out of ten. It has nothing to do with his fault, this and that. It just sometimes it's like your mind just, I'm going to view this situation in this way because of this situation that I've been through in my past. Even though the person that I'm comparing in this situation knows nothing about this other situation. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I could see. I, I mean, like I said, bro, who the fuck am I? My name is Ronald D'Souza. I ain't got no opinions that whole way. But all I'm saying, this situation, I could really see it as just one of those like, bro, probably just like you, like you were saying, can you do it on your own? And then on top mm -hmm. of that, once you do it on your own, do you have a name on your own? Because too many people trying to eat off me right now that I can't even fucking know how I'm going to deal with my own family eating off me. Right. Cause no, that's real. That's that's some different shit you got to think about, bro. Not even just you, just in in the sense of shit, man. Like not even maybe you are eventually gonna be in his position to the next OT that's under you. Hopefully, right? Not hopefully, and... bro. It is gonna happen. <laughs> not that ass, bro. It is gonna happen. Love, it's love, it's love. Man. But when it gets to but... that, you're gonna ask that kid, "What the fuck have you done to want me to even give my energy out to you?" And I think you're right. doing it right now, bro. Right, right. No, I appreciate you. It's it's definitely it's definitely something that um, it's funny because like I just told Jamar and Steven like when they did the episode the second time about that affiliation, and you know it's just it's just one of those things that I get you know and I appreciate like uh, that I even get even even if he never gets on this platform and and I just get to see him from afar I still got to see him 
from afar. Like I saw him up close before, and now he's afar. I just gotta catch him. If I gotta, if I gotta run on my own to do it, then I'm gonna do that. But it's the fact that I can look up to him and know it's possible because I'm looking at the motherfucker do it. Shit, you can't tell me nothing right now. Like, and so that kind of energy is in me, and it, and, it, and it bubbles, and it's one of those things that I get to like, like when he sees, he'll look at my story on IG, and it's like, it's like, oh, dope, he's looking at something that I'm doing, um, but he's still not following me on Twitter, so it's like, fuck, how do I get this nigga to get me on Twitter now? Like, what, what, what the fuck is happening? So it's but like, you have to also think about it, like in his mind, Twitter probably is not held at the same weight in his life that it is at your life. Ooh, that's okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Because for all you know, his whether it's his label, sideman, somebody in his team, somebody else is managing his fucking main shit. And I'm not yeah. saying that he has no control on it, but in the sense of when a motherfucker... And, and, and it got to the point, bro, like not even just fucking crush your dreams on this shit. As far as a motherfucker <laughs> looking at your story, I got to the point where it's just... I could give a fuck if a motherfucker likes my shit. I can give a fuck if somebody fucking listens to my shit. I got respect for the people. Shout out to David Ciali, bro. Motherfuckers that literally sit there and actually get to know me. Hit me up on some like, damn, bro, like, I, I respect your fucking come up. I, I Like, I respect this track. Like, and the reason why I brought up David, bro, bro, the little homie that I fucking knew for fucking like 10 plus years, you know what I mean? I remember fucking being at the park hoping with him and his cousins. It's all that shit. I'm talking about when he was in like sixth, seventh grade. This motherfucker's a grown-ass man still hollering at me, letting me know, like, hey, Ronnie, bro, like, your music is dope as fuck, bro. I'll fuck with the last shit. This, that, and the third. You know what I mean? This motherfucker's like that to let me know, because I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, I'm not trying to be a rapper, bro. I don't want to be a rapper. But I got mm. talents when it comes to rapping. So I know that I can get my fucking beats out there just off of me spitting. I can, I, I, I can tell a story like a motherfucker. I can fucking paint a picture like a motherfucker, bro. Like... Not even to toot my own horn, bro. I'm the shit. I know I'm. The, I, I know I'm the shit. But it's all. Speak your shit. But it's also you understanding where your picture or your fucking situation fits into the global perspective. Whether it's it's not about me trying to just be a global artist, this and that. When I say global perspective, I'm talking about like what situations am I reaching? You know what I mean? What people am I fucking moving forward? Just that type mm -hmm. of shit. That that that's the biggest thing that's always held back my music, bro. Is just because. I never felt that I had an audience to push forward as far as them understanding who the fuck they are. You know what I mean? You mean who the fuck you are? No, no, no. Music at the end of the day helps you move forward as a person. Okay. You as an individual. You listen yeah. to J. Cole. You listen to Kendra. You listen to whoever the fuck you listen to because they help you evaluate and figure out your own life. Whatever degree that may be at. Whether it's like, shit, everything they saying is fucking aligning with what you're going through. Maybe it's like a phrase or two. Maybe it's like a verse or two. But the, at the end of the day, you listen to artists because these artists help you cope with a certain issue that you're going on in life. Music is a fucking therapy. You know what I mean? Right. And these artists, at the end of the day, different artists are different doctors. And they got different medicine for you. However the fuck they present it, that is what it is. I just feel like with myself, I'm trying to figure out who are my patients. <laughs> that's yeah that's cool that you that you, you finally see that part like you've seen yourself as a product I've, I've i do that too that's how i'm pushing myself i'm trying to figure out you know how do i sell myself at, like a product so that's good that your mindset is on that definitely no thanks bro i feel like i'll be ranting like a motherfucker bro because <laughs> like that's what happens when you drink you just start talking more happy faded nah i was playing <laughs> that shit
<laughs> hey, but you know, shout out to Ronnie, yo. He gonna come out here with. I, I'm over here talking about myself in the third person. I'm gonna come what, with what some fire. <laughs> shout out to Ronnie, yo, man. Man, that man fucking helped me through <laughs> life and shit. <laughs> yeah, he was there. He was there through it all, every step. Oh my god, oh, man. I'm so like this. What's the date? The date is the second of March. I am so my butt hurts sitting on this chair for so long. Oh uh, man, this is probably. <laughs> I mean, pause, pause. homie. <laughs> no, <fuck laughs> I thought I said seat and save myself, <laughs> but but um, nah, bro. Like honestly, like all these questions I had for us, bro. I'm fucking, I guess I use it for next time or something, man. I don't even know. I write questions for people that I love, man. That's in my family, bro. Like that, that I talk to on the regular because we don't ever talk about any of these questions that I bring up. You, Tevin, OJ, like it's just. Why do I write these shits? Like, but I don't hey, need but them. you we can go off the cuff. But you know what's crazy is the fact that you got these questions too, just in case a a conversation goes off, or a conversation dies. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay, professionalism. Yeah, you got that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're you right. Feel me? So uh, think about the like like, like the two three times when I almost let a conversation die. Your ass was like, okay. <laughs> Well, so, you know what I mean? Like, Shit. you had those questions, bro. My ass would be like, what well, damn, man? I'm <laughs> faded. I'm thug. Nah, no, I'm playing with y'all, man. Uh, let's talk about Bitcoins. Man, you get three Bitcoins. You're this is super Bitcoin. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, um, honestly, Ronnie, bro, I, I, I definitely appreciate the time you spent with us. Uh, you got a story and, and the stuff that you've broken down. Um, you know, I... If the listeners didn't appreciate it, I want you to let you know I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, you for having me on here, bro. Like, all bullshit aside, bro. Like, I'm just, you know what I mean? feel like I was just on the phone with the homie. Just fuck the podcast, bro. I was happy to talk to you, bro. Like, real shit. Uh, likewise, my guy. It's been, it's been a long time since we had a real poly anyway. Um, but, nah, man, gotta get you back up here. Hopefully it's in person, man. Hopefully COVID has man, been Man, fuck COVID, bro. Look, my hey, <laughs> my birthday April twenty first. I'm about to be in Vegas. After that, I'm coming down to fucking L A for a couple of days. So shit, we can do an in person podcast. Not even with me, bro. Like I need you to get my boy, uh, brother Wilson, on the podcast just with y'all without <laughs> without me editing it. Cause you know, last time my ass being in charge of that shit, my ass ain't fucking. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's still that one's still in my head. I'm still waiting for that file to be sent to my email, bro. Um, not. <laughs> not, not, and it's crazy Bruh. That could be great right now too That combo could be great But whenever you're ready for that Let me know um, And when you come down You always hit me bro If I'm out here You already know it's good um, But Yeah man Any Anything you want to shout out Before before you go Anything uh, Name wise Or projects hey, Or whatever Only thing I gotta say Be on the lookout For Roadside Radio man Obviously uh, I got two episodes out so far Really just me showcasing my beats Me showcasing my You know what I mean it's my whole musical talent, this, that, and third. Um, also, be on the lookout. We got a couple videos out for Brother Wilson, bro. Brody's doing his thing. Got a bunch of tracks on fucking uh, Apple Music, so make sure y'all tune into that. Check that shit out. We got some music videos coming on. Brody doing his thing, man. So, outside of that, man, just know that Ronnie doing his thing. And I'm all, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm breathing. I'm living. <laughs> that's, what, that's what counts, man. And shout out to Brother Wilson, man. Shout out um, to Brother Wilson, man. Um, hey, so, but yeah. at the end of the day, man, shout out to Nick Allen, bro. I love you, my guy. <laughs> nah, dead ass, bro, because motherfuckers don't realize, bro. I could only imagine the total take on somebody staying out in the fucking in, in Pakistan, you know what I mean? So 
Shout out to my brother, man. I hope you make it home safe. Not even hope. I know you're going to make it home safe, bro. I love you, bro. You know what's crazy? You asked me what, how we met each other. That He was the reason, actually. Um, you got to tell me the story because you know my fucking high ass now. I cannot remember that far back. <laughs> nah, it was it was definitely because I had class with him in uh, world history. So I didn't uh, I didn't take it. So I had to take it in my I, senior hey, year and he was there. So you're going to have to let the audience know. Either you was in dumb history or he was in smart history. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> said dumb history. Ah, dumb, oh, bro. What man. happened? What in truth, in real truth, what happened was I was in continuation school and they fucked up my trajectory. Damn, bro, I wasn't trying to have you fucking tell your whole story. No, now, no, no, but it's, it's this is something they got to know though. Like, um, just off anybody else who's in this predicament or like have kids like this show. Like, what saved me, um, after going to continuation school was colleges co- courses okay. in co- uh, while going to high school because they double like it's like a tr- uh, it's like a double of credits or whatever, whatever. So. Damn, okay, uh, okay. But when I, so when I did that, I saved myself. Um, but I still had to take a world history, a sophomore class. You feel me? And uh, that's what we saw our guy Nick Allen and football was how you know I knew Kofi and Steez. But but it was Nick that really got me to hang out and come and come and come around y'all. Because if I see my guy Nick, man, if you ever met Nick, I might get him on the podcast. But like <laughs> Nick is Nick. Like Nick is fucking Nick. You love him or you hate him. If you hate him, don't get off. Don't hey, get off. Hey, first way, bro, of all, protect him. Motherfuckers that hate Nick, bro. That's like hating on Dwayne Wade. How the fuck you all right. do that, bro? Right, right. Um, I love that guy, man. That's 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 my that, talking about little brother. That's like that's almost my little brother. If anything, <laughs> um, L- little Brody ain't so little no more. <laughs> uh, that's all fat. He know that. <laughs> You know what? Oh. Hey, I would say some shit, but this motherfucker stay talking shit. You know what I mean? So I can't. <laughs> Matter of fact, you know, nah, let me just chill, bro. <laughs> this, not, this, hey, cause this, hey, you, cause this motherfucker gonna gas my ass the fuck out the minute he get on your podcast if I say something, bro. <laughs> oh, big facts. Big facts. You, nah, man. Hey, um, but real shit. Yo, Nick, shout out to you, bro. These bitches in San Ho is waiting for your ass to get the fuck back from Marines, bro. All that. This motherfucker, bruh, you know how Nick be, man. This simp ass got all these hoes out here fucking tripping on him and shit. You know what I mean? It's that Scorpio in him, bro. Like, I don't nah, know it's what that, to tell you. It's that fake Chicano in him. No, I'll play with you. He, <laughs> he ain't fake Chicano, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I got you. Shout out to Nick. Shout out to Brother Wilson. And of course, nonetheless, always shout out Ronnie the homie. I appreciate um, you, man. Always my guy, man. This is You Got a Story. We got another one coming. Hope you guys enjoyed it, man. One. Now disconnected from You Got a Story podcast.